Hey guys, it's episode five. Five. This is five, right? Five. Four. Five. 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 Yeah, because we're counting me as a bonus episode. No, no, no. We went, we went Awesome B, Ward Anderson, Rodney Ramsey, Josh Williams, and now today, episode five is (gasps) Oliver George. It's Oliver George week. Now, some of you are probably like, who the fuck is Oliver George? And that's a good question. I actually start this interview off by asking him, who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's actually had uh, songs uh, picked up on FM radio yeah. and uh, is a talented, talented artist, a big he's a, gamer. He's a creative type. Definitely right? creative like, type, yeah. I know we kept saying Rodney was a content creator, but Oliver George is also a content creator. Yes. He's an artist, he's an actor, he's a stand-up comedian, he's a podcaster as well. And he's a gamer. A, a gamer. He's a huge ass nerd. Huge, and that's and what we're talking about this week. Nerds, nerds, nerds. Share your passion with your kids, and how yeah. early. And yeah, such. you know what's funny about this 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 episode is like I listened back to it, and I was like, this is really just a bunch of grown ass men talking about their own little nerdums, and we didn't really talk that much about parenting. parenting. No. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Like you know, we it's nice to hear about other people's passions and how we sometimes pass them down to our kids. I don't know what I took away from it is like um, you know, share your passions with your kids, and and uh, they'll be you'll know the timing when it's right. Uh, I remember Oliver saying he was like, uh, you know, from birth you start them off like that, and I'm like, ah, uh, I'd like them to be a little bit more organic with what they choose. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna start, and you'll hear what. Matthew's proposal. Yeah, I was about to say, like, now we don't need, they don't need to listen to the episode. All right, this is the shortest episode ever. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're conceited. We're still releasing we're everything. St- yeah, still listen. Still have a good listen. Still yeah, no, uh, Oliver's fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yep. Um, well, during this episode with Oliver, we were drinking, uh, we were drinking Whippersnappers Toss the Bouquet. That's you right. Remember the blue freezy? Yes, it tastes yes, like blue totally raspberry. Blue freezy. Very interesting. Uh, rose hips. Rose hip. Rose hips and, and hibiscus. Yeah, it was super good. It was delicious. Like, yeah. as far as beers go, like, you had, it was definitely fruitier than you would have expected it for what it yeah, was. Yeah, but not like obscenely sugary fruity, like Cronenberg's candy no. or anything. And I know like that. that like Whippersnappers, one of our faves. Kitchisippi's one of our faves. We're drinking Kitchisippi today. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking the Stony Monday, which is a strong 6.4 beer. It's uh, it's based on uh, Monday, September 17th, 1849. Loyalist and reformist rioted in what's now known as Ottawa's Byward Market. At day's end, 30 people had been wounded and one man killed. I think that was like, someone got like pulled into the laugh, you know, like the laugh downtown. Oh, and yeah. they kind of set it up as like a hostel from that, that day. Oh, wow. Uh, and like people went there as a safe haven. The laugh is like this old kind of like. The Chateau Lafayette. It's like an old hooker bar. Yeah. Super great. Old super Bordello that's oh. now a dive bar. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm drinking uh, Kitchisippi's uh, BC Light. Um, I think we've had that on air before. Did we? Yeah, I think, I think so, so. For sure. It's good. I, I uh, so. like beer. And of course, as always, well, just recently bourbon. Yeah, you know, being being a parent's hard, and sometimes you need to up your ante from beer uh, and move on to bourbon. Less calories. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us again. It's been fantastic um, doing this little podcast with, with Christopher. Um 
and we've we've noticed a lot of like a lot of things popping up, a lot of like little things popping up. You guys are listening in from all over the world, which is fantastic. Yeah, we had a Denmark listener this mm-hmm. week. We had de- well, we had a couple from, a couple Denmark, from Denmark actually. Denmark. Yeah, yeah, um, um, a bunch from my birth province of British Columbia, and then Alberta, yeah, where Alberta. you're. And I think a lot of that came from us talking about you know go back and listen to Crystal Meth, a recovery story. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna try and make a play out for your name, Chris and Crystal. <laughs> but then, if I spelt like Crystal with the K, it would look like you know. yeah, it'll look weird. So yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, uh, yeah, can I went back listen to that episode and uh, and are we allowed to say like that update that who we yeah, to? absolutely. Um, Shannon reached out to me, my my ex when when I was heavily using and working, and um, she was kind of the topic for the first half of that conversation. Yeah, for sure. So it's hard not to. You know, but uh, we reached out, had a conversation, and things are doing good. And um, thank you for listening, Shannon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> super cool. And uh, thank, thanks for everybody for tuning into this one for sure. Yeah, that that one was an important one. And in the way that we did a kind of a bonus episode about Chris escaping math, we're going to do a bonus one in the future about me escaping religion. <laughs> that's uh, also because that's going to yeah, be that's, a, that's a fucking. Huge one, like, uh, Fucking whammy for sure. Uh, we've also got a bunch of cool guests lined up coming in, um, which we're not going to share. We're not going to share any of that. Beans, Just pay attention to this. We got some. Yeah, we got we some fun the, stuff down the down the side. coming down the pipe here. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, how how have your two weeks been, Chris? It's been a, oh, oh, it's been about a week since we saw each other. Yeah. Uh, it's about a week. Uh, pretty good. Hectic, busy uh, work environment. Uh, the. Uh, Dirty Birds Comedy Festival is next week. So yeah, we are promoting that. Is that Vimy Overflow and Stray Dog? Uh, yeah, as well as uh, Live on Elgin and Algonquin Commons Theater. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, and uh, neither of us are doing any of those shows, so we're going to stop promoting them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm actually out on the Burbs show on the Friday night. Okay, and, uh, but that's it. Yeah, probably, Burbs is the yeah, another one of their venues for sure. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, Friday, October eighteenth. Yeah. Anyway, uh, otherwise, uh, just a few shows in and around. The, just a Monday, Wednesday. You know, so. you did yuck yucks last night. Yeah, you did be. the two and a half hour yuck yucks Wednesday night. Yeah, that. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to learn how to walk an audience, put on a show that takes more than ninety <sighs> minutes. You throw fourteen comics on there. You know, have it go two and a half hours, and you'll start with a full room, and you'll end with half an audience that mean, hates comedy. Yeah, exactly. It, well. Yeah, the ones that were still there were too drunk to care. They were just like, this is super great value. But the I'm ones... drunk on a Wednesday. Yeah. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> or this is my weekend, but it's usually it's just a problem. It's mostly um, a problem. Yeah, the problem there is like, uh, yeah. It's, the the problem are... there is expensive beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, they, don't, they don't work me. I don't fucking care. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It just turned into... Uh, a gong show after a while it was uh, leave them wanting more I've always thought leave them wanting more is a better adage than make them hate the room <laughs> so well, when we're when we've been pitching shows to breweries we're saying 70 minutes right? 75 maximum yeah 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 because a lot of the breweries that we deal with uh, don't have liquor licenses and aren't open past nine o'clock so 6 30 door seven o'clock show and it's and all half an hour of extra drinking yeah exactly and that's what it's all about because when people look at their watch and they're like oh my god it's 8 40 the show is over 
yeah, we can have another drink. You know what yeah. I mean? It's still before nine o'clock, so people have that adage of like, well, it's still night is still young. Yeah, you know the, the early shows are the shows that Abs and Yucks are just starting on the weekdays, right? So, yeah, well, that's fair. we got a couple of those coming up now too. We, uh, you and me, landed to our Whippersnapper friend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We are we are doing a show with Whippersnapper. We are and, awesome. uh, another one at Vimy. So the Vimy is the twenty second of November, November, and uh, the twenty third is out here in Pell's Corners for our inaugural. So you know what? That's where you could come see me, champ. That's Kate's birthday. The 23rd? 23rd. Nice. So, you can't do that show now. <laughs> you can't do the show. Or can't you do the show? I don't know. I'll have to ask. You totally will. I'll have to ask. Maybe... I, can't, I can't commit to the 23rd show, but we'll see. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe if I take care of the baby when I'm not on set and allow her to kind of have a night to... Yeah. Maybe we can get a band in. It's an early show, too. It's 7 o'clock. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, that's uh, the 21st and the 23rd. And then I'll, we also have, at the beginning of November, uh, Oliver and three other great uh, comics uh, who are musicians. We have a, a show called uh, Don't Fret, happening at Vimy Brewing Company Oh, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. So that's uh, a musical comedy show who really got its inspiration from... Uh, another show in, in Ottawa, which was called String- Eddie's, right? Yeah, Eddie's stringing you along, and then uh, the guys just. Had, I I think it's a great it's oh. a great show, and I've helped produce that. The so. next time we do the show, can I bring my air melodica and play some air melodica solos? Totally. I we could should. like bring people up to play like <laughs> smoke on the water to the air melodica. That's awesome. We need to actually write songs. Yeah, that'd be air fun. Because it'd be super fun. It's fun. Let, write in and let us know what songs and covers you want us to do, guys. Let us, <laughs> let us know what covers we should be doing on the air melodica. And the I thong see, song. The thong. I mean, <laughs> thong that I'm not thong. Oh fuck! It's you know, scandalous. It's uh, it's Thanksgiving scandalous. weekend. It is. Uh, in Canada, in Canada, it's Thanksgiving weekend. We like to do things before the Americans. Um, because you guys just like to go uh, Black Friday and then have, have turkey, then go Black Friday. We actually like to appreciate our family. Yeah, and our our fall is actually... Uh, you know, now. Now. It's so, cold as balls. In November. And in November but, when we're playing the Grey Cup, which is nonsense, but... It, that's it's freezing. It's freezing, yeah. so you can't really enjoy the splendor that is you autumn. Know, I threw up outside of my backyard the other day because I'm classy like that, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it froze overnight. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I was sick. Like I, I legitimately like I came home from work a little bit sick, and I canceled my private practice appointments that day because I was sick. And I was just sitting outside trying to calm my stomach down with like a smoke and a, a joint and a pancake. <laughs> and uh and then the next thing i knew like i just like took one hit and i went to stand up because i like to just walk around i stood up and i just got lightheaded and threw up on the Whoa. patio and then i was like i'll like, oh, deal with it tomorrow walk out it's just ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah we get the first frost this week oh. for sure we did it we did a show together in perth Renfrew. 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 Yeah, we Renfrew. did that Renfrew show, which uh, was a great audience, and it was, uh, it was a well, it was it was for only being plugged for two weeks. Uh, you know, to have fifteen people out there was pretty impressive. Yeah, and it was just me, Chris, and the host. And yeah, and it was so uh, we each did close to thirty, and she did almost an hour. Yeah, you know, if you if we're talking about shows that shouldn't go longer than seventy five minutes, a show with three people on it should <laughs> not be two hours long. 
I don't have I, I'm okay. I'm okay saying that because we didn't get paid for it, and we didn't even get gas money for that. Yeah. So trees, uh, the next the next show that they did was a sold out show, and people got money. Yeah. So I, I'm okay. So. I'm okay being like, you know what? I didn't even get twenty bucks for gas money. So yeah, I'm just gonna burn all my bridges today on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but just to recap, Matt says, "Fuck yucks and fuck hey. up north." No, <laughs> no, that's not what I said. Oh right. Fuck yucks. <laughs> can, can we can we can we quickly talk about this? Can we talk about the fact that Louis C.K. did yuck yucks? Yeah, we totally can. Like, are you for or against? <sighs> I don't think he served enough time and uh, and done enough for like really saying it. He's done wrong. I mean, who's to st- he's got to eat right for sure. He's got to. He I get the addiction, and I get the addiction of the stage, right? And of masturbating in front of people. Nah, I don't get that addiction. Like, no, but like, I look at this and go, in my job, if I walked into, and I, I gave this example at the office because there's someone at my office who, oops, female, de- defending Louis C.K. says Louis C.K. is one of her favorite comedians, and I really respect this person's opinion, but my, my counter to this is, in this workplace, I am one of, the, one of the only men, I'm actually a supervisor in the workplace as well, and there are a number of females that work in my office, and if I closed the door to that office, did what he did to these ladies, and then got fired, there's no way in fuck they're going to hire me back a year later. No. Yeah. I'm not saying that I would ever do this, because like, I wouldn't, but it's it's there's like this weird standard when it comes to comedy where we go, they're entertainers, they're torture artists, they got their issues, and yeah, they do, but keep, dude, like, there are some things that you, when you fuck up, you need to follow that for a bit longer than a year and a well, half. And, and the thing is, like, you're not even coming out being apologetic about your shit, right? That's it. Like, there was no recourse. There was like, okay. if anything, it's let's lock shit down. I don't want reporters there. I don't want anybody being able to write shit. I don't want any, and that's fine. I don't want people like recording my shit. That's not me. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you've put yourself in the public scrutiny like this. Yeah. You deserve it. And I know that it is sold out. All of the shows sold out very quickly. People are willing to pay money to see uh, see fucking um, Louis C.K. But look at how he's falling. Like $30 tickets at Yuck Yucks over a week. Yeah. Sure, it sells out. But that's a far cry from when he was doing the ACC. Yeah, he, he actually even addressed that off the hop. A bunch of comics uh, who were there on opening night that I worked with were like, yeah, he was there. Uh, and... Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think he was very apologetic about it. And uh, that's the business, though. I guess if you're funny, it's we're gonna forgive him. But I never found him to be that funny. Not overly. Like he's had some like a great storytell and a great like I don't know. I appreciated his directorial debut of Pootie Tang. That's right. He like, did direct Pootie Tang. He did. That's how we should have known that he was fucked up, man. Yeah. You know, there was a show <laughs> that he did on HBO before Louie on Showtime, and it was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Him, Pamela Adlon played his wife. Jim Norton was in it, like playing his degenerate best friend. And he would get naked in that show every so often. If you really want to see Louis C- C.K.'s dick, like just go back and watch the HBO show. It's small. <laughs> it's small. <laughs> and it's covered in red hair. It is. So. It is. You know, and, and that's really what you're going to expect. Like he, he says what it looks like, and then you see it, and you know he's not lying. 
Um, but really, we should have no interest in seeing a redhead's dick. No, no. I, is that where their soul escapes from when they're born? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even. I'm kind of a daywalker. My beard is all red, but my still stays in because of the curliness of my hair. I don't know. Is that, is that how that works? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, on that note. <laughs> Enjoy this episode, guys. <laughs> no, well, before we no, jump wait. in, like, form your own conclusion about Louis C.K. and whatnot. But, like, it's shitty to know that... Um, People are paying for it and he hasn't paid any penance for it. I was going to say that... that the clubs are promoting it. Yeah. The clubs are allowing it because well, you know, like, what does this? What type of set standard does this set for yucks? Well, that, no, right? that's the standard for yucks. Is that now the standard for yucks? They're, that... they're they've supported questionable people and their exploits before. So why is it, this isn't new? This isn't new. Mm. Well, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Well, so I'm let's... not. Su- I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed as well, but I'm not surprised. I'm 100% not surprised. You know what and I mean? there's a dollar to be made, I get that. And it's just a shame that they that, were so quick to snap that up. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Now, yeah. on a less unhappy note, ladies and gentlemen, we present Oliver George. He is not Louis C.K. Definitely not. No. No. All right, so there's a whole like intro shit before this, so like, okay, so welcome back. Here we are. Where's Johnny? Here's Johnny. Here we are. We want to be kings with princes of the universe. You should ask me. I can vape in here at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. We're back with we're back with Oliver George. Oliver George. Oliver George. Oliver. Hey. Who are you? <laughs> Why are Let's, you in the bedroom? I ask myself that question every morning. Man. Like, like when you look in the mirror every morning, who is the man that you see? I'm trying to figure that shit out every day. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like growing is important. I feel like I don't ever really want to get stuck in one uh, version of myself, so to speak. You actually answered that seriously. Yeah, sorry, that was too deep. I guess. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, we're not. Right. Yeah, we're t- we're today's uh, topic of everything, or we're trying to get to know each other is uh, is nerdy and nerdisms. Well, well, well the, and the sci-fi, what we like as adults in our extracurricular activities. I mean, not drugs and alcohol, but I mean comics and sci-fi and different worlds, gaming, even. And so, like your hobbies, your passions, the things that you yeah, really like, right? Yeah, the, the, the bind your time shit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. And I think we're going to kind of shape the conversation around, like, the influence that we're having on our kids and, like, how much is too much. And, like, obviously you come into the murder room and the murder room is kind of a – it's becoming a ge- geeky sanctuary. I wanted to – I wanted to obviously scream lonely white male. <laughs> yeah, this is my kind of room to be honest. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? Like, there's comic books everywhere. Like, you're into comics. Oh yeah, and you're fucking into Jay and Silent Bob. And oh yeah, anything geek culture, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've talked, we've talked about Star Wars a bunch on this with. Uh, One of the your place we get covered Star Wars a bit as well. And and yeah, which, uh, people have talked about the fact that I've got like a giant movie size. Uh, fucking Star Trek poster hanging. To are you are you like uh, more Trekkie over Star Wars or? 
I'm paid to say Trekkie. <laughs> I, well, I, I work for a movie studio, right? Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Okay. I think I got you tickets to a movie once. Oh, shit, you did. That <laughs> I totally forgot about it, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think um, it was like that. Uh, it was Link Link later. Later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the dazed and confused spiritual follow-up. Yeah, it was all right. It was that all right. seems fitting for not remembering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I, I work for a movie studio, a movie studio that also happens to do Star Trek movies. So Warner Brothers, I guess, or... Do they know uh, Paramount, right? Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. Was well, you didn't you say it. You didn't say it. Like, did. It's easy to look it up. Yeah. Um, however, like, so whenever we do the movies, we get a bunch of, like, posters and stuff. And then we, when we did um, Into Darkness, we had Ottawa Comic Con, and they sent me, like, a movie-sized billboard that would drape outside of a movie oh, theater. <laughs> and I still fucking have it. And so it's high. Yeah, that's pretty massive. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. not even fully unfurled. It's not even no, fully it's, unfurled. Yeah. It's from the roof down. It's huge. Wow. Yeah. So, so you can't we say have, no, though, right? When they hand you something like exactly. that. Exactly. And, like, I had people offering me money for it, and I was like, no, I'm good. You could probably sell it on <laughs> eBay or something, yeah. I had, I had, like, a lady offer me 180 bucks. That's, uh... I've heard it here first, though. That's something, actually, that... a minimum starting bid. Uh, Geek-wise, that's something that I find I definitely do, uh, is, like, I recycle my geek stuff. Like, if I'm not using something, like, I play a lot of board games specifically, so if we see the one that's not hitting the table enough, I have no problems about, like, using that to fund my next game sort of thing. That's Like, where you'll sell it off and then... Yeah, or comics or whatever it is, you know? Like, once I've had my fun with it, there's always some other geeky thing that I want to get my hands on. That's fair. I, I do that with comics. I actually, like, I've been going through all of my comics I've got like 22 boxes upstairs in a closet and a weekly sub. <laughs> like, oh, shit. So you're a real collector, yeah. I've got, well, this is a pile here that's going up, yeah. which includes like the first Walking Dead yeah. and, and the last Walking Dead, yeah. some signed shit. Oh yeah, they ended it, eh? That was yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. recent. So I've got that, but then every time so often I'll go through it and I, I won't find, like I'll find a series. I'm like, I'm never going to read that again. And I put it into like my giveaway or sell pile, and then or you can just buy it in graphic novel form for like way cheaper if you ever get that urge. Exactly, to read exactly. Like, yeah. So and what I end up doing is mostly I just end up giving it away. I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, do you read comic books? And they're like, no. I'm like, you should read this. <laughs> just, <laughs> I gave Chris a bunch of them. I, I was like, just I was like, I was like, uh, maybe your kid will like this one. Yeah. Take take away this one. Yeah. And you guys read a lot of comics growing up, I'm guessing, or. Yeah, I had a collection. Uh, not like a super. I, I leaned heavy into uh, trading cards. My granddad. Same here. That's my, my granddad had one of the largest collections in Canada prior to like major stores coming out, like private collection. Yeah. And his his special room, the card room, was just floor to ceiling and. Like, oh man, I had a Gretzky rookie set. Yeah. And 7980 OP. Oh, so we're talking mainly sports cards? Yeah, mainly sports oh, cards. But he also you talking like nerdy? Like, I'm talking Marvel cards. That's the weird thing. <laughs> yeah, now. we had Marvel cards too, though, right? That's what me and Carl got. That was the gateway kind of. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that was like just something that could be our collections, right? We had our collections at that room, but like. Uh, so well, the yeah. sets were what, much smaller, and yeah. actually, you might actually be able to complete it. I suppose the hockey card sets, which have like. Shit I, I did a lot of I did a lot of sports card collecting, and actually, I have some that are going to be going up in this room because like I've got I have to find it, but I've got I've got a Griffey Junior rookie. Nice. Uh, I've got a signed Paul Henderson um, yeah. from when he was like a Leaf. <laughs> yeah. I've also got a signed Felix Potvin. <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, the Toronto goalie. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, a huge yeah. sports Felix guy, so cat. the second name I was like, yeah, just like kind of nodding along. I've got I've got I've got a bunch of cool ones that are, are going to go up uh, when I. 
Get more tax. Uh, <laughs> I was a huge card uh, like uh, card collector until probably about twelve or thirteen, and that's when I started leaning in towards a lot more anime and film. Okay, and that was really my next big collections were runs of films and series of films that I really enjoyed for a sort of collective perspective. And bringing this back to like our kids, I wanted to ask you, Oliver, what at what age have you exposed your kids to the geeky world? Or do they find their own? Um, I mean, at what age it would have been like from birth? Yeah, like, fair definitely. Yeah, like, I never. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, she's like six weeks old, and then she's wearing Wonder Woman shit already. Yeah, there's stuff we like that, but even just, yeah, you sure, know, I I'm sure. I, I, just the stuff I would do in front of them, like we always have game nights and stuff, and I'm talking tabletop gaming yeah. mainly. Um, so they get exposed to that a lot. But uh, I find my kids, they definitely, they don't push back hard, but neither one of them have become like a super geek either. I don't know. My kids are like uh, almost eleven and almost nine. The older two, so yeah. I, well, as I would say, we don't really know your 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 credentials. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Either, yeah right? No, actually, we jumped you, right into this. Yeah. Like when you guys started talking, I was like, oh shit, that's what they were asking me at the beginning. No, <laughs> I, I was I was joking at the beginning. Yeah, it was okay, just, okay. We're all over the place sometimes. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, that's how to do it, man. It it yeah. it flows. It doesn't. Whatever. Uh, my kids' situation, though. Um, yeah, I've got uh, my son. My oldest son is going to be eleven at the end of the year. My daughter's turning nine in like a couple of weeks, beginning of October. Okay. Um, and then I have a little guy who's two and a half in November. Um, the first two I had when I was pretty young, well, I didn't have them, but you know, uh, <laughs> I got married at 23 and uh, my ex-wife and I, we had the two kids who were married for like five years and then got divorced. And then I met my now fiance maybe like a year after that or somewhere in that window, not too long actually, but I had to jump on it. We were like just perfect for each other. So um, but it's great. I, I got to say, in my fi- my family, compared to probably a lot of others that have gone through divorce, it's like a really a good modern family dynamic. Like yeah, we don't yeah. have a lot of yeah. it's not a cesspool of like negativity. My ex and I like we're not best friends or by any means. But, um, we have no we have no ill will though, and we've, we've gone to their place for like New Year's and for uh, Halloween and stuff just to like you know hang out yeah. and show the kids like you don't have to be a dick just because you're you know you have a bad breakup or something like that. Yeah, my mom was very adamant about that. It's like, your dad's your dad, and can be amicable, and things like that. Divorce Dad's Club. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> I was just saying high five. High five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, okay, so, yeah. Cool. Well, we're, like, we're pretty, um, we're both happily, like, I mean, I'm not married, but I might as well be, and yeah. she is remarried, and we both have kids in our new relationships. I think that's a big part of... Um, helping everybody move on. Yeah. It's like if one person moves on, then the other person's like, oh, look at you so happy. But once you've both found happiness again, it's like, what's the fucking point in yeah, yeah, having yeah. beef? Unless you're really fucking petty, but... Well, it's, it takes a lot of energy to, to be... And angry, money, angry. if you want to go to fucking court over custody and that kind of shit. Yeah, We're just, just like, 50-50, man. We're both good parents. Let's... You know, that was the, that was the big thing with my divorce. I was so happy there were no kids involved at that time. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. The kid you just had—that's your first kid. Yeah, yeah. So you guys actually came up with this show, like knowing that your wife was just expecting at the time. Uh, my yeah. girlfriend or girlfriend, whatever. Sorry. Now fiance, significant other, yeah. significant partner, equal. So Jesus, man, that could yeah. have been dark if she like I don't I don't want to say you know, but if she had a miscarriage or something, that would be like. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the the worst reason to ever have to cancel a podcast. <laughs> so Jesus. I'm just saying, you, you hedged your bets a little bit. But, you know. Well, 
Here's the thing: is like, Almost what's gonna issues. happen? We're gonna we're gonna disappoint our ten <laughs> listeners. What? <laughs> no, no. It's just what I was thinking about on the way here. I love you, California and Finland. Don't stop listening. <laughs> yeah. I know. We got like a big following in California. I got to talk to you because we're me and my dad are trying to figure this out while we're trying to get our our episodes online, and yeah. we're we're just looking into like what's the best. Um, you know, person or company distribution. Yeah, well, stuff. we're not going to say that on air because we have oh, yeah, our okay. last our last episode. Josh Williams yelled at us for forty five minutes about how we talk about the beer we're drinking. Oh, because it's free. <laughs> you're giving free yeah, promos. But like, we're like we're like we're, we're supporting the people we love. Yeah, man. I'm going to go and buy this beer and drink it anyways. And then a lot of the time, who knows if your show got enough success or, or listeners, then this company might have heard that or seen that, and then they'll come to you, maybe offering you. A yeah, did you hear that, Sweden? Right in, right in, <laughs> right into Whippersnapper. And tell them that you love their toss the bouquet, <laughs> rose hips, and hibiscus pale ale. It tastes like a blue freezy. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, Whippersnapper's got really good beer, actually. Yeah. Well, we we've already kind of mentioned we're we're pretty like we've been talking to them about starting a show there. Yeah, I mentioned to them a couple times too, but I think they were just getting the the musical shows up and running and seeing how that goes. And they have a Drake show coming up. Yep. What do you mean? Like, like a Drake, Drake show. show. Like Drake. Oh, Drake. I thought you said a Drake show. I was like, oh, <laughs> Drake is coming to Bell's Corners to do a fucking craft brewery? It's like, Holy shit. It's like when Snoop Dogg goes to Tweed. It's like Drake. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was like. They're not big enough for that. Said, no, that's not Someone must know him. <laughs> There's going to be traffic problems. <laughs> Yo, I find it still hilarious when I see Drake because he's crushing it, but like I was a legit Degrassi fan, so that's like I knew him as Jimmy Brooks, the guy who got shot in the spine. Wheels. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, they didn't call him Wheels. <laughs> there was a character in the first Degrassi, the old school ones, yeah, uh, who was yeah. Wheels, but he was not, was not in a wheelchair. Yeah, no, wheelchair. <laughs> well, I can well, see how that could be confusing. You know, <laughs> easy to mix up. Yeah, I, I've only ever seen the episodes of Degrassi that had Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes in them. Yeah, I watched those as well, and I, I wasn't. I don't know if I was big into the Next Generation or anything at that point, but I watched those. I did eventually end up watching the Next Generation. I don't know why, man. It's that's I'm almost a nerd for Degrassi in that way too. Well, you, do you know you know Michelle Shaughnessy, right? Uh, I've seen and, and heard of her. Um, I, I don't know her personally. So her husband is great lady. Is, 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 it's a snake. snake. Yeah. Snake. Oh shit! Yeah. From Stefan Brogan, Brogan yeah. or yeah. whatever his name is. He's cool. He, he, like, he seems comes, like a cool dude. He comes out to like all her shows, and so mm. like you know, he sees he sees the comics, and then he'll like he'll be like, oh, I remember you. Like you changed some shit up. And oh, like, nice. Like, he actually gives a re- shit. Yeah. Snake remembered my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did, no, did you watch the old Degrassi or no? Yeah, I did watch the old Degrassi. The wife has it on DVD at home. Yeah, I used to have those so, too. Yeah, sure. so uh, huge DVD collection. Uh, me and the wife, we kind of got merged together with that one, and it's like we got DVD problems. We're like, remember old movie stores? You're like, at, like maybe corner stores in the country now. They're like, ah, there's like three rows of film, and I laugh at that shit. There's yeah. like significant portions of my house that are it could put old blockbusters to shame. There is. I was at his oh. place the other day, and it's like. They've got shelves that are going to collapse and kill their kids <laughs> because they have like then like four rows up and like three rows deep of box sets of Frasier. Okay, so is this like a hoarding thing or is this just like a collector no, just thing? Like a collecting well, thing. It ran it runs the gamut. You just love watching them depreciate as as people give less fucks about DVDs by day. Yeah, but well, it's, it's our collection. It's mm. your collection, but yeah. Chris, it's nostalgia, yeah. Chris also doesn't have unlimited internet out in the, out the country. Yeah, so it's, it's practical to be like, I want to watch a favorite film. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to stream it, mm. save the data for that. I will just pick it off the shelf. I can relate. I did security for like 10 years and I used to keep my DVDs for that reason too. I'd rewatch a bunch of movies and shit just because you didn't have the internet, you know, especially That's back the then. My, like my favorite movies are on DVD or Blu-ray in a bin somewhere down here. Cause like some days I'm in the mood to watch. And you can't always find it guy. online. Yeah. 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 Nobody knows the wrong guy. Dave Foley, Colin Fior. I've never, I'm surprised oh I haven't heard God. of that. that one, is, I love Dave Foley though. He's that is his, hilarious. It's his funniest movie. Does it have a bunch of uh, kids in the hall cameos and shit or no? Uh, it has a few. It has a few. But like the whole thing is like Colin Fior is a killer and he stabs Dave Foley's boss in the head with a knife. Dave Foley walks into the office and he's the one that pulls up the knife. He's like, ah! He thinks that the cops are onto and runs off. He's like, I'm going to go to Mexico. But the FBI actually has footage. Oh, shit. And so they know that this is Colin Fior character. So they're chasing him to Mexico. So, so it's Dave, like a comedy? It's so, a comedy. Because oh, okay. Dave Foley thinks that Colin Fior is the cops chasing him. And meanwhile, the cops are, it's, it's oh, like, wow, a, it's okay. like a whole, like, I saw it in grade 12 and I laughed like with some drama kids and I laughed so hard that like, I stopped breathing. Was this like a nineties movie? Uh, like 80s well, I was, I, I was in high school from Never 2001 to 2004. Uh, yeah, that's pretty close to me. I was, uh, 99 to 2003. So yeah, it was like, it was around 2003. I'll show you the DVD on the way out. You oh, recognize young that cover. I graduated in but, like, that's, that's a movie, <laughs> that's a movie that I'm keeping and I'm going to make my fucking baby watch someday. I'm going to be like, this is when Matthew figured out, like, he could be funny too. Okay, like, this is nice. like an inspiration for me, right? Like, what are the top three watches that you're going to show your kids in what time? Are we talking for comedy inspiration yeah, or comedy for nerd inspiration, stuff? Comedy inspiration, nerd stuff. Good like, lord. I, I guess, yeah, I guess we can go, because we're all, we're all stand-up comedians. Mm. Yeah. We're all nerds in our own right. So yeah, your top three comedy, your top three nerd. Good lord. That's top hard, three cults. That's hard to spring Top on. three cult too, yeah. Jesus, man. I'm just a big fan of a lot of stuff. Around. I find, I find it hard around. to, yeah, I might have to stew on that because I find it hard to narrow down because I'm not, I don't know, maybe I'm not the harshest critic, but I just find a way to appreciate a lot of stuff. As long as it makes me giggle, I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's a pretty good movie, you know? Yeah. No, that's I, fair. I used yeah. to love Half Baked when I was growing up. I love yeah. Half Baked. I could quote that back in the day. I could quote Billy Madison. Oh, I, still fucking, yeah, yeah. I still Only fucking do it. Oh my God. Every time that guy's balls. <laughs> yeah, they were weird looking. <laughs> I always do the back to school. Back to we're up. School. You stay at home. Shabu you can help me shave my armpits. <laughs> I always thought that lady was hilarious. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. <laughs> Dude, that whole movie's hilarious. That was such a good movie. That's the one I haven't been able to show my kids yet because I think it's like a yeah, little bit. A little bit. Yeah, There's a bunch. Yeah. She goes to get the nudie magazine day. That's like how the fucking movie starts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, maybe not, not quite, not yet. No, my, certain time but, limits for sure. Yeah, my top three, I wouldn't be able to show her for a long time, and they're also like, I, I don't know if I'd want to because they're all very male centric, mm. right? So like, might not have aged it'd well. be Dirty Works, which is Norm Macdonald and yeah. Artie yeah, Lang. Yeah, yeah, so many fair. dead hookers in these. <laughs> so many dead hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Note yourself, I don't want to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Have you seen Artie Lang recently? Oh, oh I just got out, but yeah. he got just got out of rehab. He's clean like eight months or something apparently. Yeah, but then he always goes and hits the road I'm like maybe you should do like two years and just like write a funny book or something well shit. he's like, doing something like that he's like doing some writing or some new podcast but every time he's doing shows in Atlantic City come on someone's <laughs> there's someone there with smack or some shit I don't know it just seems risky and it's happened to him before apparently where he was clean and then he'd go do shows well the, when he know. was shooting Crashing there was a lot of issues in the off season yeah yeah because like there was a fear that he was going to go to rehab and he was going to miss out on shooting and he ended up missing well and his like, nose was constantly changing too which is <laughs> continuity errors so, well do you hear why it's all collapsed because he fucking uh they were 
breaking up coke or whatever the fuck it was with like a salt shaker which they didn't realize broke and then he snorted a bunch of glass and his deviated septum was just like fuck it giving out that's uh that's a lot like snorting a hot rail guys and apparently now he's he's not fixing his nose because uh it's like a reminder of like you know the wrong decisions he was making it's either that or he doesn't have the money i don't know probably the money probably the money a little bit of want to fix that to perfection to be like remind you that it's not like the old nose, I don't know. I don't know. Me, uh, it's whatever. it's kind of hard to look at, but hey, hope you at get least better, Artie. Hope, yeah. hope you stay, hope yeah. you stay true. It's a funny dude, man. Yeah, sure. man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, Dirty Work would be a. a they're gonna have to wait. Dirty to see Work. That. It was on Mad TV back in the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. the um, wrong guy, and the then um, that other. The one. Jerk is a funny movie. Oh, the Jerk. Steve Martin. That's a really good one. My dad showed me when I was a kid. And the Blues Brothers. Fucking love that movie. Blues Brothers is amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, so for the next like hour, we're just gonna name movies that we. Like. That's <laughs> all we're gonna do. Oh, we're right? gonna show our kids. And we're, not, we're not sure when we're gonna show it to them, but the kids are gonna watch this. This is required viewing for children. But like, here's here's the thing. Like, what's your, what is your biggest nerd up? I mean, it's fucking hard, but I'd probably have to say Marvel in the end, and not like I like the MCU, but more like comics. Comics. A mixture, I guess. At this point, they're getting pretty good at integrating both into each other's worlds. Yeah. You know? Do you do you stay current with like what's happening in like the in the comics? books? Not so much. I, I mean, I get like uh, all my phone is kind of set up in my news feeds and stuff to give me like articles, but I never. I don't. It's not often that I read the real panels with my eyes anymore. You know. Like what you're I mean? not sitting down and flipping through a comic book. No, it's more like you're getting updates on like uh, the people from high school that you haven't seen in a while. <laughs> where you're just like, yeah. did you hear so and so broke up or Cyclops died or whatever? You know. Okay. <laughs> we always hear it's like a soap opera that you yeah, haven't watched. That's right, it's the soap opera. It's like yeah. Coronation Street. There was, I think, a point in my uh, early 20s where I, I finally started reading a lot of comics, and I, and I loved them, but I started moving towards like graphic novels because the Marvel stuff, I'll always love it, or DC or whatever, but you start to realize after 70 years, like, of course they're going to start making repetitive storylines or just like, how many characters are they going to kill and bring back? Like, what the fuck do you want them to do? Yeah. But nevertheless, I got kind of bored with it. And um, that's not to say there aren't like still great writers doing innovative things with those characters, but reading Preacher was way more eye-opening or like something like Why the Last Man or like... Uh, yeah, but like uh, some of those were still released in singles, right? Like Yeah, exactly. But when I stumbled upon them, they were just like... Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like reading a, a, you know, a novel or... And that's that's for like for me, like I love comics. I did take... I took about a five-year break from comics and only recently started to subscribe again. And the reason I did it is because I was like, this would be a really cool thing. I think it'd be cool is... Uh, I buy all these different comics that I really dug in 2019, and which is the year that Maddie's born, and buy a bunch of comics that are like very female centric as well that are coming up. So like, mm. there's the Harley Quinn um, Poison Ivy limited series. There's Harleen, which is like a three limited, like kind of black series DC. Like they're not get, being given to her. Which I was going to say, I don't know. Har Harley Quinn's the greatest role that, model for a female. But I, I'm just talking yeah. about those two because those two are coming in right now. There's others coming. Down yeah, yeah it's still better than just like, a totally dude centric. These are just in the, the weekly subs. There's some other stuff that, that is coming up as well. I think there's some new Squirrel Girl coming out again. Or Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. She's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually got a whole bunch of Miss Marvel. And there's Moon, Moon Girl with Devil Dinosaur now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is, I guess, deep cuts. If, if Super people... deep cuts for me. I'm, uh, I'm on the shelf here. Oh, man. Okay, so Devil Dinosaur is a weird-ass character from Marvel that when he first came out, I don't even think he was uh, part of like the main universe. I don't think he was in the 616 reality or whatever. Yeah. He was, it was an offshoot and it was set back in time. And he had this little fucking monkey dude who was like halfway between monkey and caveman, little Neanderthal motherfucker who rode around on his back named Moonboy. And yeah, I don't know. That's basically all I can say about those two. But <laughs> it's a weird ass comic. A giant red dinosaur looks like a 
There are there there are some like really weird ones under like the Marvel and under the DC band too. Like, oh yeah. Secret Six is really weird in the DC side of things. I don't know DC as well, which is my dad would slap me because my brother and my dad are both DC guys, but I always push for Marvel and uh I mean, I know stuff, but Secret Six, I've only ever heard of that. I couldn't name the Exactly. Well, that's the yeah. movie into deep cuts with just weird, fucked up characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is the Secret Six's, like, deal? Are they just, like, cheesy fucking dudes? They're like, oh, this is Steve. He's got a fucking magical power from drinking fucking test chemicals. Well, like, it, what the fuck? it depends on what iteration you're reading. As to oh, what so they, they have an ever-changing roster kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Like, it's like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's like a group of people. <laughs> that, Suicide Squad. Jesus, the only thing I liked about that was the goddamn soundtrack. I, I hated that movie. Oh, yeah. like garbage. The soundtrack I couldn't even enjoy because of how like blatantly they just plopped them in there as like you know what I mean. They all felt <laughs> yeah. forced. It was. It felt like a big ad. The whole goddamn movie. So how do you how do you think James Gunn is going to handle it? I mean, he'll he'll definitely do better than the first one. The cast list that he released looks amazing, and uh, we just know him from the Guardians movies as well as just being a solid director. Yeah. Did he write those as well or no? Co-write or something? I believe he had a hand in it. He's got. Oh, I'm like, sure he had. Like, that, I'm not 100% say, but... sure. I can't confirm or deny. Yeah, that's why I got my dad on my podcast. <laughs> Fact check, bitch. No, just yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're trying to. My be, dad will probably listen we're to trying to be like, the off, we're trying to be the opposite <laughs> of the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're, no. we're not fact checking shit. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we need somebody to become our fact checker. Is what my dad is. No. Yeah, I only honestly asked him maybe one or two things if I'm, if it's really bugging me. And I obviously don't want to pull out my phone and look it up, but if I think it's pertinent to like the conversation we're having, then maybe I would ask him. But. Yeah, and, well, and the thing is, like, when we're talking nerdy shit, like, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, that's yeah. true. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I, th- I think I told him this when he came on my podcast, but um, you actually, like, I don't really know you at all. I know you kind of Facebook. No, like, style, I, that's the thing, yeah. I saw you... When I, right before I started doing comedy or dabbling in comedy like five years ago, I, I thought, okay, I should go to some open mics and, and kind of like just get a feel for like if I think I could do it or not. Yeah. And I had a good history in public speaking in school, like just doing speeches and shit. I always I like went to like the board finals in grade six and shit. Was, so I had a knack for that. I wasn't really afraid of being on stage. But um, I remember seeing one of your sets where you talked about some joke about Beast from the X-Men. Oh, yeah. And I remember thinking, like, oh, shit, I can do jokes about the stuff that I like. And that was kind of like a little moment for me. So I feel like I should tell you that because it's kind of, you know, it was a cool, uh, cool moment. Yeah. No, yeah. I appreciate that. You know, it was, well, it was a joke about me being hairy. Yeah, okay. I didn't remember the punchline, but. I, and the thing is, it was a guy from my church so came hair. out and saw my set and then he tagged he's like he's like he's like when you say you're hairy you should say you're like beast from the x-men because you're also a nerd <laughs> and i was like i was like fuck i was gonna say you got a hank mccoy vibe for sure and <laughs> and so like so i tried it out a few times i didn't really i didn't really like it like i i, I only did like three or four times because i think like you told me something like you referenced the beast joke to me like three years later and then or, and then i was like it's like what are you talking about i don't tell a joke like that you're like yeah uh, yeah you did I saw you once. I was like, oh yeah, like a long time. I'm really bad for that or good for that, whatever you want to consider it. But I approach fucking everybody and and definitely with comedians, I find a lot of people are not receptive if they don't know you and then like then I'll meet them later and this kind of shit happens, you know? Well, I remember I we met in... Not the, that you were a dick or anything. No, like, I yeah, try yeah. not to be. A dick, no, no. But even though a Daddy Issues with Champ and Kingsbury is an acrostic poem that spells dick. dick. 
Nice that you guys figured that out. <laughs> That's how we made it. Oh, okay, okay, it was intentional. Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. I thought it was maybe just happenstance. Right? No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. We like dick. Yeah. That's why we're doing it. I know yeah, I know we had met before this, but I remember like the first time I think we ever talked was in line to meet Jason Muse at Ottawa Comic Con. And you were giving him like a comic book or something like that? To yeah, yeah. Back, to, like, a guy uh, I used to hang out with, We uh, he did the art and I we just wrote like a Jay and Silent Bob kids book. It was, mm-hmm. it was meant to be like a, you know, fairy tale, whatever, little quick read for the kids. I don't know if it was appropriate or not, I don't really remember, but it. I, it was just honestly me. I was so, and I still am, I, I guess I have like dreams of making something of myself, you know, and uh, certain people inspire me a lot, and Kevin Smith's definitely one of those people, oh, yeah. and uh, he seems like one of those guys who actually like gives a shit and pays attention to his fans and stuff, so I definitely went on a couple quests, and they ended up kind of, I don't know, not really paying out the way I thought they would, I don't know what I fucking expected, like, like <laughs> you yeah. should come live in my house in Hollywood, like, <laughs> not, but you know what I mean, like, <laughs> I've gotten bored of Jason, I need a new pet. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're out. I have a new view. <laughs> yeah, um, but to put it in perspective, like I, um, I used to play a miniatures game called Hero Clicks, which is like a superhero. It's like a tabletop thing where you fight teams of superheroes against each other, rolling dice and that kind of shit. Yeah. And uh, I used to make a lot of money actually, just making custom ones where I would paint them and and, and sculpt shit and whatever. And I made a like a custom Jay and Silent Bob that had like fully functional game pieces with cards and all that. And then we drove like down to Jersey to go and hand deliver them to. His store and all that and um and then i met the comic book guys when they came to uh cornwall pop expo thing and they were assuring me like oh no we gave him to kev and then it was only like three fucking years later where somebody reposted the photos being like these are really cool and i was like yeah i never fucking heard a thing and, <laughs> and then he actually did retweet it at that time and that was like a big win for me because nice. i was like all right the wheels turn slow sometimes but it doesn't sound like he got them so he I'm answered like, me on reddit once and I don't really ever go to Reddit. I went to Reddit because he was doing an Ask Me Anything. And I asked him when he was going to finish The Widening Gyre. Oh, yeah. The and, uh, Batman book there. Yeah. And, the, then uh, he's, and then he's like, uh, DC won't let me. So what? we will never Shit. see the end. He never wow. finished his Daredevil runner. Or maybe it wasn't Daredevil. He did. No, no. He did Green Hornet. And that was. Wait, was it The Green. Widening guy, Or was it. He did, um, did Green Hornet. Cacophony. That's another Batman one he did. Well, he did. Because he did the two ones. He did, he did Cacophony. And he did the widening guy, and one of them cut off. Yeah, and he never got to. And he never got it. to do the last yeah, half yeah. of it. But I think there was a, a Daredevil run or some Marvel run that he did. I want to say Daredevil with the Black Cat featuring or something. Oh yeah. And he he didn't finish that either. Apparently, it was the same sort of thing where I think he's like me, where he's just a guy who like you're like I want to do this project. I want well, to do this he project. goes on and on, and that's kind of and he's been know, signed up to so many things. Like he was yeah. gonna reboot uh, Bonsai Buckaroo. <laughs> Well, he was going to do, um, some, some shit is, uh, business related of, like, uh, Mallrats was going to be a TV show. Show with show. Mallrats well, or something. Did you ever see his cartoon of, like, Die Hard in a Mall? Or the, or the uh, Clark's cartoon? The Clark's, the Clark's cartoon? cartoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. had, like, six episodes, bro, I think. Yeah. Six or seven or something like that. And then yeah. they did the Jay and Silent Bob Groovy movie. That one was interesting. It was, uh, it was based off of, like, a comic book I used yeah. to have of theirs where they win the lottery and that's why they become Man and Chronic. Um, I think I still have that. Are you excited about Reboot? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was a little confused because it seemed like the only way to see it was on the tour, but now I'm reading that you could see it anywhere, I think, in October. So. Well, they're they're getting like they're getting more show, like it'll show in probably like Silver City or Landmark, mm. Landmark, Landmark, Canada. It won't, likely won't do all of the big theaters. Well, it'll obviously be cooler to see them like presenting it. Yeah, and the closest they're coming to Ottawa is Montreal and Toronto. They're doing. Tr- and well, I, do I tweeted to them about the shit too because they're doing Toronto, and then there's like a four day gap. 
between uh, Montreal. I'm like, come to Ottawa. There's people here. Like, we will fucking. He was here at Center Point Theater in like 20. Yeah, 10, yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't yeah. as big of a fan. I mean, I was. He, like, well, he did his Hollywood Babylon podcast. I saw the 200th yeah. episode live in Toronto, actually. Oh, nice. And that's when I threw that fucking book at him on stage at the end. <laughs> and he he did like a silent Bob, like. Like, is this for me, you know? But again, I didn't really hear shit. And then when we went to the Ottawa Comic Con where you saw me, we were giving it to Jason Mewes, Jason and I was kind of asking him, like, hey, like, did you... And he told me, apparently, that uh, Kevin Smith was having it shipped to his office or something. So, like, <laughs> that's cool. I just wanted him to have him, I guess. Well, I don't know. I, um, I'm a nerd. I fanboy for shit. Definitely I, I have a commission that's on its way by Rob Thibodeau. Rob Thibodeau did that one up there of Freddy Freddy, Yo, Jason. that's actually really killer art. And the Captain Canuck beside it. He also, he did a, he does another Trek one right here. You know who that reminds me of is one of my favorite artists, um, Michael Allred. I don't know if you know his work. Uh, yeah. He's it's good. got the same bold lining and bright colors, yeah. but not he overly also, detailed. He also did the Spock that's, that's going to really go up. That's really fucking nice. Um, yeah, so I commissioned, I commissioned a Jane Sound Bob of like $15 little man put the oh, shirt nice. in my hand. And I'm like, I commissioned it fucking two Christmases ago. It's done. I've seen it. I'm just like, fucking mail it to me. He's in Hamilton. Rob, if you're listening to That's this. That's not that far, yeah. Mail it to me. Uh, Rob, because I want to bring it on, the, I want to bring it to the road show and try and get them to sign it. Oh, nice. That would be really cool. Nice. I, that's that's a fandom for me that I'm like we were actually joking upstairs before you yeah. came. It's like when do we introduce our daughters to um, chasing Amy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it has kind of a strong message for women in a way of just like owning your shit and like don't <laughs> yeah. let a guy make you feel like shit because you have a sexual history or whatever. As long as you're, yeah, you know, there's not a tell, but also. Uh, there's a lot. It's definitely vulgar as fuck. Yeah, but, yeah. and it's like it's like and also like you can be a lesbian. That's great. We want you to be a lesbian. But only Ben Affleck can turn you straight. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yo, there's a shot in that movie too where they're um, walking in the rain and you see the camera crew off the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, he's had some bloopers like that. Yeah, it's a little weird they left that in, but I guess you know sometimes it's hard to get the shot and you're on a budget or whatever. What um, what types of like nerdy shit have your kids gotten into? Um, my my son is Fortnite like to the fucking max. I, that's I try to get him into tabletop games and stuff, which he's sort of he's willing to play, but he's not into it like I am. Um, just because I like that it's one less screen, but you still get to have a game, you know? Yeah. Um, because sense. kids, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird the, to compare this, having children now, with they clearly have more screen interaction. Yeah. But if I find myself harping on my kid for playing video games too much, I think, like, well, we probably played Super Nintendo for fucking 12 hours yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, so, And we were closer because the definition sucked more, right? Yeah. Gotta get all that fucking 16-bit up in my eyes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How much is that dog from Duck Hunt gonna pay? He was huge. Uh, sorry, uh, my son, I was just thinking he was huge into fucking, uh, this is a couple years ago, but uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, which was okay. like this weird... It's like sort like of saw-esque game. Yeah, it's like it's about bears. um, it's about like basically a fucking Chuck E. Cheese where the animatronics come to life at night, and you're the security guard trying not to get killed by them. I guess it's pretty dark, but a lot of kids were into it. Okay, that's interesting. It's well, it's fun. I guess the the suspense is the is the fun part. You know, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah it's like us playing Doom or something like that. Okay, that's fair. Like we grew up playing Wolfenstein and Doom. Yeah, that shit wow. would get your heart pumping. Or yeah. even uh, Goldeneye. In the, yeah, Goldeneye. I used to get high as fucking Grey Nine when like I didn't have shit to do or on a Friday night like everyone else was maybe doing something Man, else. Goldeneye parties just shit. Shut off all the lights. And, oh. 18, 19, sitting up in our freaking apartments and just having a Goldeneye shut-in party. It was great. See, that's interesting that you were eighteen, nineteen when that was going on because. 
We had like sleepovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were like drinking, drinking like, beers. Beer, Fuck, that would have been so much better. I was like, I was like, I was like grade five, six, seven, eight. What year are you born? Eighty-seven. <laughs> oh shit, so I'm a little older. I'm 85. I'm yeah. December 85 though, so. Okay. What are you, uh. Um, August. So you're halfway through the yeah, year. We, yeah, we chatted about this with Josh as well. Oh yeah. He decided I'm no longer a Leo because of that new horoscope bitch. Oh, uh, that's me apparently, the, the new one. Don't this. accept it, man. Don't, don't buy it. Well, to be honest, it made me feel cool. I was like, such a small window, and that's what. <laughs> I'm so special. No. Um, no, yeah, what the fuck was that, honestly? Is that even, like, a thing I anymore? Know. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? It just seems like such a weird thing to be like all these people basing shit around astrology for years and then they're like, oh yeah, it turns out uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle didn't put in his papers that day or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> by the way, it's just like, yeah. Kyle is a very progressive name for the time. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was just saying. As I said it, I was like, he was probably a rad dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, He's shit. got a vape. He yeah. skateboards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has had a mohawk in his past. Yeah. You know what's cool? Yeah, because if, if you went back in time with a vape, it would blow people's minds. But if you went back in time with a skateboard, they would just make skateboards. They'd be like, oh shit, why the fuck did we think of this? <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's weird how there's certain things that didn't come till way longer or way further in the future that would have totally different, you know. Impact. Pretty much electricity, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. If you're using let's, kinetic let's, energy, let's throw the line there. Yeah. It's like, does a, if you took back a scooter, they're fucking losing their mind. You could do shit without uh, electricity. If you had certain chemical reactions, you could blow people's minds. You could do a lot of magic tricks with chemicals that would make smoke and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, there's you know? people at the time did that did that shit. Yeah, probably. Well, I guess. <laughs> How, I don't know. How else do we learn? We can't really prove any of that shit conclusively, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I'm sure the, some alchemists. The Neanderthals were great. <laughs> they're a great showmen. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, fuck. So, so your son's into Fortnite. Do you play Fortnite with him? I've tried it a couple of times, but uh, every time it kind of drives me nuts because you do this like parachute. I don't know if you guys played it. I just I downloaded it for my phone. You jump out of this giant bus thing. Yeah. No, it's like a flying bus, which yeah. is kind of rad. That part I liked. I was like, all right. It's kind of like Woodstock yeah, yeah. or something. Um, yeah. yeah, you jump out and then you, you have like a little hang glider thing and you try to sort of target where you're going to land on the island. And I guess that can benefit you depending on what's there. Yeah, so you get the high ground or you get a yeah. place with lots of weapon boxes or whatever. But um, I find when you die... Then it's just a long reload time. That's what I was. Maybe because I suck, but I found it. I would play for like two minutes, then I'd get killed, and then I have to wait for four minutes for the fucking new round or whatever. Yeah, because so. you just started. There's some fucking little ten year olds around the world. It's like I gotta frag this new. Oh, exactly. Bang, 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 and even saying what I just said makes me feel insanely yeah. old. And I was like, I don't got time to wait around. Getting the covering fire. You're just done. I used to have a joke about that. How um, how weird it is. Like that. We can actually say when we look at someone playing even just a phone game or any sort of handheld mobile device game that back in my day, handheld games were black and white. Like, it's kind of weird. I guess it's not a great joke, but it's more of just like a... <laughs> it's an observation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts aren't jokes. No, no. Yeah, no, they are not. Paul Ash. <laughs> yes, exactly. Battlecom. Yeah. 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 That was fun. I'm not invited back to Battlecom. Well, so do you know what Battlecom is? It's like uh, comedians arguing at Comic Con. Yeah, well, it's like the debaters, the debaters for nerdy shit. Do you like debate 
Yeah, like, oh my god, this well, sounds actually like, like I could point. be good at this. And right you now. like you write jokes, so like you write like a joke that's for you, and then you write a joke that's counter the person you're going against. But you, when you're going against someone, you're roasting like the character they're defending or something. So, so yeah, like it would be like you, you say, why does like for instance, oh, the top villain. What so an example of a round was what is the uh, what is the scariest Scooby Doo villain? Like okay. what is the scariest Scooby Doo villain? Wow, this is actually super reminiscent. I don't know if you ever watched movie fights. Um, okay. It was on. It's made by Screen Junkies, the guys that do um, Honest Trailers. If you okay. were, so I used to be addicted to movie fights, and it's a show where literally it was just like that. Oh, nice. Except it was movie, but they were still huge. And so these and these are all over the place because like it's also like um, like you know what's the shittiest superpower or something like that. And so you make you make and there's like six comedians. Everybody's gotten a choice that they've that written jokes about. So, like for my example, who is the who would be the worst Scooby Doo villain? I I chose climate change, um, and about how Scooby Doo fought climate change, and I went up against uh, Brendan McKeegan, who chose the vet. Right. <laughs> so like, and then you like you argue back and forth, and it's fun, and, and you and, get like two minutes to prepare or something. And or? Then you get well for for their for their answer, you get on the spot. No, for sure, and that's fine. But but you like get a for little you, opening statement you, or whatever, like yeah, yeah, everybody gets a pro joke first, yeah. mm. and then the audience will vote, and okay. the person that wins stays on and will fight the next person nice. with their answer. And then if you win like two battles, see this sounds up my alley because real roasting. I feel like I'm just too sensitive, and I would just take everything really personally. <laughs> you should, you should send Paul your shit. Yeah, uh, but Battle Comics fun. But at Ottawa Comic Con, at the Comic Cons, they have to be kept PG thirteen, right? Because these. This uh, is, well, that's not too hard with the subject matter. I don't think. So I would Christopher. So it's hard not to swear, man. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Um, yeah, so it's like, not that hard no, if you write your jokes. Write your jokes to it. Yeah, I guess. If you're aware of the rules and onset of them, uh, I was not aware of the PG thirteen, uh, and the only time I had seen. Uh, Battlecon before was actually in a bar setting. So in the and bars, I was, was field judge. Oh, I was field counting, right? So like, there's always a field judge to like count the numbers up quickly who wins the round. Yeah. So my <laughs> worst, uh, best horror film, what was it? And I was like, mine is Aliens. You know, That's I was so scored and scarred by when they pull that girl's head up and she's like, kill. And that yeah, absolute yeah. look of terror in her face. I remember that shit. A lot like you kids here are going to jerk off in front of your girl for the first time and have come all over their face. It's just going to bust everywhere. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was a very, very... It was vul- It was a twist Some of vulgar. Like, it, was, like... it was vulgar. <laughs> it, it, it... <laughs> I was going up against Tim Riel at the time. Tim <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. He laughed so hard at me. And, uh, and then Paul Ash was like, Jesus, it's a PG thirteen room. <laughs> oh man! All yeah. right, that's brutal. Oh gosh, the good. Yeah, oh, I can't help but think of that show again, movie oh, fights, because they would have shut you down for claiming that Aliens is a horror movie because it's an action more than it's a horror, and that's I've heard that argument before. <laughs> Fair enough. You gotta Fair check enough. out that show. It's a weird. Um, sorry, I, I just find this show very interesting because I used to watch it for a while, was a huge fan, and then it all fell apart because right after Harvey Weinstein, one of the dudes whose name was Andy Signor, okay. he got like all these people from his work were or some chick specifically was saying that he had you know sexually harassed her and he was her boss so he got like blasted and uh the show pretty much shut down they tried to do a new version everyone hated it he was he was a lynchman he was his own opinion sometime but he was still you know part of the show and um now the guy's doing this whole fighting back campaign i was seeing because he's and he proves all the shit he proves like all the texts that he had with this chick and he basically broke it down that he just got uh 
like lampooned because of the movement that was just starting and mm. it's yeah. weird oh. not to say i'm sure that most people are guilty in, in those <laughs> accusations but this guy's video was pretty fucking convincing man he had all the like documents that proved that he was getting fucked over i don't know this is where we need like your dad fact checker bring it <laughs> in yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like I, no one would know the truth unless you're those people involved i suppose yeah. but like having a lot of hard evidence is kind of still something that I guess is important to society. Like if you have evidence that proves you're not guilty, there is a due process that we shouldn't completely abandon. Yeah, of course, know? of course. And that's, the, I guess, the double-edged sword of the Me Too movement is there's always going to be people that are going to take advantage of any situation that could be, you know, yeah. No, there's, there's manipulatable. Bad eggs and every rotten bit, but that doesn't mean don't believe women. No, God, no. And that's not <laughs> what I'm saying by any means. No. If that's, anything. Just, that's just like... Yeah. No, it's just a weird tangent because I used to watch that show and that's exactly the argument you guys were talking about, these comic yeah. book sort of pop culture fights. And I really think you guys would enjoy if you go back and watch yeah, the I old know, episode. I know that Paul's actually trying yeah. to pitch Battlecom as a TV show. He's been filming some pilots and he's nice. been getting some like audience testimonials. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. I always love it. Whenever it comes to Ottawa, I always hop on the shows. And yeah, I really hope that doesn't sound like I'm like anti-women. No, no, no. <laughs> if anything, I, I would just, um, I would say, you know, Look the dude up and watch the video for yourself and just see. It was very yeah. convincing, is all I was saying. Well, that's fair. Okay. And, and it yeah. seemed like uh, he wasn't able to talk about it for a couple of years because of the legalities that were going on. And as soon as he had the okay from his lawyer that you can say your piece now, he dropped this bomb. And uh, it's pretty uh, crazy. So, yeah. so check that out. If you're getting angry at that, and, you know, <laughs> come back and we'll have a conversation. People get angry at everything, though. Man. I know. I know. Yeah. That happens, oh, too. Oh. That's what I've learned, too. I try to catch myself when I'm doing that, like, uh, seeing somebody and making assumptions and especially with online it's so fucking easy to just judge people on how they're interacting on mm -hmm. facebook or whatever the fuck and then you meet them in person you're like oh this person's great what the fuck yeah. and then you start to realize that that technology is i think at some level supposed to divide us and it's a alienate people you and, think and yeah I guess facebook I'm, is legitimately trolling me right this week like <laughs> i'm seeing stuff from people that i know from growing up in alberta who are pro-conservative and I posted like a uh, meme, and all of a sudden it's just they're commenting and tagging immediately. They're just trying to like stuff. And I'm seeing flames, more yeah. of these people show up in my newsfeed. I'm like, yeah, you hear me, Google. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you at Facebook. Sorry. It's so weird. It's yeah, you talk weird. about something and then you see an ad for it every time now. And I just assume yeah, that. Have you thought about something and the ad show up yet? No. Oh, okay. I'm alone. Cool. All right. Talk to you later. I'm going to hope that's a coincidence. <laughs> no, I've know. had that happen legitimately twice. No, I believe it's happened to you. I'm just going to hope that it's a coincidence yeah, that well, it you happened. Are, you, you are know. in the process of creating what you are like feeling and, and thinking. And right? here's so, the thing is like, we are nerds. So maybe telekinesis is a real a thing. thing. Oh, I've dreamed about all of this being real since <laughs> I was a child. I. Just I stand always stuck wanted. here instead of a cool matrix. We know we're not mutants because <laughs> we passed puberty and that. <laughs> sales. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's kind of sad. We're hoping on, I guess, like freak accident at this point. Yeah. Radioactive, yeah, radioactive mishap. mishap. Just to end up on, just to end the BattleCon conversation, that's yeah. where you get to write your best jokes about nerdy shit. And yeah. then that's where you find that audience that, that you actually can bridge. Gets those. But, but then you find, you find the audience that allows you to bridge some of that into the mainstream. Yeah, I want to roast Modoc and then have people actually get I what, did, what a I did, fucker uh, he I is. did a whole thing about how, uh, so at Ottawa Comic-Con this year, who is the sexiest supervillain, I chose MODOK. And this was satire, I suppose? Ben or? Hagel chose Bernie Sanders. And so, <laughs> to the audience, for my negative against him, it was like, I was like, who here 
thinks that Bernie Sanders is sexually attractive, and like maybe three hands go up, kind of like joking. Wait, it didn't have to be a comic book character? No, it could no, just be oh, any okay, okay. right? And then I was like, I was like, now who here knows who who, who here does not know who Modoc is? And ninety percent of the hands went up. I was like, so hypothetically, Modoc <laughs> is more attractive than Bernie Sanders because none of y'all bitches know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I won like on a landslide. Modoc's got a big mouth, big head. He could suck like sixteen dicks at the same time. This guy. I have. It's not down here now. I have a. I have a Modoc um, by Mike Ruth that is. Uh, Rob Ford smoke uh, ro- uh, like floating by the CN Tower as Modoc smoking a crack pipe. <laughs> I can oh, see yeah, him yeah, as Modoc. Yeah. He could have played him in the MCU. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually can't believe I didn't uh, open my jacket earlier because I was going to do. Hey, X Men '94. Yeah, this is a, a good lineup. I never understood why Psylocke wasn't in the show, in the cartoon show. So here's the thing is, I actually was going to say, you've got a two and a half year old. Like, yeah. And you got to be tired of watching shit like Peppa Pig and like Maximum. We moved on and, from that. He's on like, Paw Patrol right now. But like, oh, like, so like when Erica. I, I bought, I bought <laughs> and I own the box set of X-Men 94. And nice. my, I, I had one it. or two of the DVDs. Yeah. I bought it because I was like, I was like, I don't want to watch the shitty kids shows. I want, I want her to be like, watch this. So yeah. like, how can you get them off of Paw Patrol and onto the good shit that you're gonna enjoy watching um, with them? I remember trying to show my older two the X Men cartoon, maybe even the younger guy, and they just, I don't know if it's like the animation style is too old for them yeah. now or something, but they just didn't really get into it. But um, as for your sort of question, larger here is, um, we did Adventure Time. Which is an amazing okay. show like that is just time. as great for adults, but it's not really like egregious to show it to your child. It's you nice know, like, if you like get to vape in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Ninja Turtles, another good choice. Yeah. Yeah. But um, my my uh, lady there was not too happy when our son. We showed him both those shows kind of back to back, and he was getting into both. And then we started having a lot of high yas and a lot of kind of. He got very physical, like he wanted to fight the bad guys, and we were like, all right, we can't have him like smacking his brother and sister and hitting us with sticks and stuff. Like, yeah. So yeah. we curbed it and we went to Paw Patrol, which I got to say, at least Paw Patrol, they're trying to rescue people every episode. They're doing good. <laughs> How they're- fucked up is that town? You listen to this? You hear it? it- at least it's good. No, Robocar Poe was okay and good. Okay? Yeah, at least they were like, call the police and fire department, not call a fucking 10-year-old kid with a goddamn iPad. Well, Where's he getting all this fucking money from? Not <laughs> only that, but if you're a talking dog that can drive a vehicle, why are you why taking your orders from a 12-year-old bitch? Here's, here's my theory. <laughs> so that guy has got them all hooked on drugs. And Ryder? Yeah, oh, yeah, Ryder's a fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Ryder... Ryder's the, the boy, Ryder's yeah. The boy. Oh, yeah. Well, there's more than one boy. There's only like give one girl. Yeah, Ryder's the main. Guy okay. though, who has all the so, drugs, kind of so, added his BS. So my yeah. niece, my niece, went through a huge Paw Patrol phase back around two, two and a half, and uh, for the first Christmas that I was dating Kate, um, to try and win her over because she was like she was kind of wary of me at first. Mm-hmm. This new guy that had walked in, uh, I bought her this giant, giant rider from like Walmart. She has like a whole bunch of things, but we have her over here for like sleepovers and stuff. Yeah. So we keep it here and she'll like snuggle with it when she's here. Uh, and then also what happens is we've talked about Simon Slane on this podcast before. You know Simon, right? 
yes, I know the name and I've seen him. I absolute comedy, like kind of. Door oh, the door guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, I'm sure he loves being called the door guy. Really does. He does. He does. He's, he's now the door guy at the Chateau Laurier. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. That's a step yeah. up, I guess. Almost causing international incidents on the day. Oh yes, yeah, yes. Great stuff. He got into a fight with Saudi diplomats, yeah. but we're not going to go into that. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know him well, but he was always a nice guy. Yeah. He's oh yeah, he's, a, he's, he's great. The yeah. greatest guy. That's why we talk about him. But I I get. Every so often we go at drinking. Okay. And when Simon and I go at drinking, Simon has to stay here because Simon doesn't know how to control himself when we go at drinking. And so that... Oh, you guys, he like blacked out or something at a concert, didn't you? Post that on Facebook. <laughs> that was different. We've talked about that. Oh, okay. He had, okay. Se- <laughs> he had seizures. He actually wasn't... He wasn't... Oh, okay. That. He was oh, okay, okay. multiple seizures. But Very different. I, I, I brought him back from a beer really? fest, right? Like a beer fest and... And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna go make myself a Jack and Coke because I was still good. He's lying on the floor of my living room, vomiting. And then I'm like, what? And then I'm like, I'm, he's like, gets up, he starts to walk around it, and then he throws up into it again. I was like, dude, the washroom's right there. Like, okay, wait, so throws up on your floor twice. Yeah. So carpet? Like, no, 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 okay. no, 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 And I make him clean it up too. I'm like, yeah, I'm like yeah. here's the, here's, here it is. And I'm getting the mop out. I was like, do it. And he's like, oh, it's still like. <laughs> Sorry, whenever. My dogs puke. I'm always instantly like, I don't mind cleaning up, but when I hear that noise, I'm just like, you're not even fucking carpet. <laughs> we don't. Next we don't do shit. My cats. Do uh, my cats have a unique way of puking on like a clean laundry pile sometimes. Oh, uh, that like sucks. fuckers. So, so this has happened multiple times. Not necessarily the throwing up, but him coming and passing out on my floor. So. <laughs> He now has actually slept with Ryder the dog, and he'll actually like fucking spoon it all night long, um, more than my niece has. And I don't think that I would like ever trust giving it back to my niece. As long as Ryder doesn't have a sticky. Back. Well, I was gonna say the nerd in me has to say Ryder is not a dog; he's the boy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. couldn't Chase. have been Ryder. Chase. Yeah. Chase. Chase is a wiener. Chase. Chase. Oh, Chase is the cop. He's always like Chase is on the case. Yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you handle this? Because like. When we have the niece over, like, she loves fucking Max and Ruby, and I can't stand... Oh, her. shit, I forgot about that one. Oh, she's sure. such an awful human being. <laughs> yeah, honestly, she's not even a human being. What, is she a rabbit? So, uh, yeah. She's a it rabbit. also sucks she's because when you get... a little rabbit. When you get those shows that your kids are really into, like they just want to watch that one. Yeah, they, it's like six months of just addict for that show, and I then I, I literally, I think I did that. And they throw it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's something that I'm thinking about is like, and I, I, I'm not saying this as a plug. Fuck these people, even though they're gonna make billions and billions of dollars. Disney Plus, when they're coming out, like they unveiled their lineup, and they have. All the cartoons from when we were kids, like Chippendale Rescue oh, Rangers, really? Bonkers, oh, Gargoyles, Animaniac. Oh no, that's Warner. No, that's Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. But they're also going to have like the Amazing Spider-Man from when we were like in the nineties. Oh stuff. shit! Yeah, that's so, really like, good. That's what that I'm show. hoping that like if I can like if I can get that, and that's the only shit we're playing around the house. Yeah, I've got good trade. It's like, like maybe right. she'll never. Yeah. And it's like eight ever. bucks a month or something, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's cheaper, cheaper than a lot of the other things. And then yeah. the live action Marvel and Star Wars show. Yeah, will be all the Mandalorian. I'm excited for the Mandalorian. I'm excited. Well, yeah, kind of going game. back to like geek stuff. Like Disney yeah. Plus is kind of like going to be the cent- center for a lot of geek the shit. Haven, yeah. Because you got DCU, like the DC Universe, so it's like their online streaming shit. But oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, because they had like that's where Titans comes from. That's where Swamp. I thought thing. it was just on Netflix. Well, that's in Canada. Yeah, in okay. Canada, it's like I didn't know they had their own channel. Uh, but like Swamp Things, uh, Doom Patrol. 
I haven't seen that yet. Doom Patrol is great. It's on Crave right I now. I saw, I think the, I watched the, maybe a clip from the Titans episode where they were meeting them or something like that. Yeah, it looked, yeah, they it looked had, super cool. They had a turnover. Titans was a little turnover. bit fucking ridiculous. I didn't like Titans. I didn't Robin like was just like, okay, we get it. You're Full trying to be Robin. violent with Robin. Well, no, they're killing. I was like, the first time he smashed some guy's head into a fucking wall or whatever, I was like, oh, that was pretty rad. And then, like, five seconds later, he's doing it again. I'm like, all right, Robin. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Is like, down with your that's, that's, also, that's also not the type of, like, nerdum that I'd want to introduce to my kid. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh, yeah, like, of course. I don't want that to be their first interaction with the Teen Titans. No, no. Teen right. Titans Go is pretty awesome. Teen yeah, Titans, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Teen Titans right Go now, is, is awesome. and it's funny for the adults, Or Lego too. Batman or something. Yeah, yeah the Lego movies. The movie, I mean, not the, like, straight to DVD garbage ones, but yeah, he's into them too. Whatever content, right? You yeah, turning through it, so he doesn't have to go into it. But the Lego DC comics. I guess, like I guess, though, that there's so much new content being created that if you can kind of just find like a mainstay of like not necessarily the same show, but like same universe or some some connection that is like adored by like. He does like the Lego stuff. And like and, and don't and here's the thing is like for us, we didn't grow up binging, right? We didn't grow up where we could sit down and watch seven episodes of wait, Peppa yeah. Pig, right? We had to watch an episode of Gargoyles, and then we had to watch an episode of Goof Troop, and then we had yeah. to watch an episode oh, of Darkwing Duck, and then we had to watch an episode of DuckTales. Yeah. Like that's what we had to watch because that's what was offered. So with Disney like not with this stuff, maybe that's the way it's introduced is rather than doing binging, it's like you get one episode of something at a time and you can't watch the same I don't know. Is that no, is that uh, too strict? Is like the like There are a few shows that they'll do on the newer networks, like Netflix or whatever, where they'll still only feed you one new episode a week. week yeah. Like old school well, style. Yeah, but I remember that's that's not that recent of a change, right? Like I remember when Lost was coming out and I was yeah, a big Lost fan of that until the fucking ending. Um but during the rest of the show, I remember every week being like, Wednesday night, motherfucker, let's do it, you know? Yeah. And then now you're like, you'd never waste, or, I mean, unless you have to, but everybody wants to binge. Yeah, that's it. And it's honestly, it's more conducive for like remembering fucking details. I gotta say, if it's like a, a story that has a lot of shit going on, it's way better to watch it all back to back. Yeah, but I guess like TV that's on cable, a lot of it's pr- procedural, right? So like, you get to know the characters and... Each story kind of wraps up. It's more like a sitcom, it's, yeah. or not necessarily a sitcom, but I think well, of like, a sitcom without a laugh track. Or, uh, I think of like the like the shows like Law and Order, where you've got the same like formula. Right? You you had yeah. a formula that goes through it. Each episode is like when Kevin Smith talks about directing The Flash. Yeah, right. He's like he's like they've got the script. They, they you literally walk on set and they're like we do this all the time. It's boom 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 yeah, shot yeah. shot shot. We're in. We're out. We're done. It's it's everything is done so quickly and. I totally forgot where we were. But going. they do still have they do still have overarching narratives over like a full season, you know. Still yeah, have but the, like... they don't necessarily play out like you know, like the monster of the week. Like when I think of that, like Smallville, small well, the Flash. Yeah, with that, it's like you've got that overarching main. You could probably enemy, miss an episode or two, and still but you can still miss a few of, episodes yeah, because yeah. they're just enemy of the week episodes. Smallville, good lord! I watched the first four seasons of that because somebody had them on DVD, and again, I was doing security at the time overnight. And I had to tap out. It got so CW, like, fucking... I own all ten seasons. I know towards the last couple seasons <laughs> interested me more, because they started doing, like, Hawkman and all this other, like, yeah. deep cuts. But, uh, what about Stargate? I remember the movie was really good, and I never went beyond that. Raw the Sun God. Yeah, for sure. I'd say the first eight seasons of that, incredible. The ones with freaking MacGyver, you know what I mean? And they did Atlantis or something after that? 
Uh, yeah, they did. There was an Atlantis spinoff for five years, but like the ten years it ran, it was still great, and yeah. it's produced in Vancouver. Yeah, and it's freaking. It 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 was a good run. I I I can't wait to show them that because that was TV ready, and that was like enough science fiction and enough like I mean you can just basically dial up the adventure on the fucking phone, right? Yeah, exactly. And bang, bang, go through. So. Uh, that's something I definitely can't wait to show Eddie. We're aside, we're getting back to that, like essential shows. But would one thing right currently you would say your kid is ten years old? What do you, Dad? I want to watch something. What is it off the shelf? We um, actually have because I I share custody, like I said, for my older two, the ones that were really trying to expose to films and stuff. And uh, so every second Friday when we get them back for our week, then we have a pizza night and we take turns who gets to pick the movie. So, nice. um, yeah, it's kind of like I try to get, like do classic films like um, Groundhog Day or something like okay. that, you That's know, like just stuff where they can see strong performances and good writing and, and original ideas that have probably been redone now 5,000 times. But um, and some are hit and some are missed. Some of them, they just can't land. So, so like Jaws. I was going to say, like, what's, what's one of the ones that you've introduced to them that they've, like, just really been like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. Um, they definitely, Jaws was one of them. And they're yeah. starting to get into the MCU now. I noticed, like, um, Guardians 2, I think it was. I don't think she had seen the first one, but my daughter, she, that one really got to her. Cause she was like basically crying and she was like, Yondu. <laughs> so that was kind of, and now she, uh, the whole Thanos thing, she hasn't seen Endgame yet, but they saw Infinity War and they're definitely like, you know, they're paying attention to like the larger story a bit more and stuff. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, when you're talking about shows, you just made me think of a show that I have to look up. We used to watch me and my brothers. It was the TV show adaptation of the movie Weird Science. It used I to come on the Space that, Channel, and it was that, fucking yeah. amazing. It wasn't the same actors. No. Even the chick was different, the uh, the hot babe they make with their computer or whatever. Right, She's yeah. basically like a genie. And obviously yeah. that concept is like ridiculous now to, to print a woman out of your computer or whatever they did. I don't remember. <laughs> they still, like lightning but struck their house or something. They fucking when yeah. did that movie Her where he just like fucking falls in love with the phone. Yeah, but she couldn't grant wishes, and <laughs> yeah. she wasn't like a fucking... Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I guess if they could do like an android fully functional body, that wouldn't be that that re uh, futuristic now. We have like androids now kind of in the world that are getting out there. That's fucked, man. That shit weirds me out. <laughs> and like uh, that, I think, was it you I talked to you about with this? But that deep faking shit is weird too. Where they can like put someone's face on someone oh, yeah, else and it looks that. like legit. Yeah, it's like oh. legit graphic pointing where you just like... It's weird. Yeah, like they did with Joe Rogan where they made him look like, because he was talking about Bill Clinton and doing an impersonation of Bill Clinton. So they put Bill Clinton's face rather on, on there and uh, it was pretty seamless. They, all they need is one or two photos and then they can, it just follows the natural movements of, I guess, the host's face. And wow. just like, isn't that fucked up? That's fucked up. Apparently it was a Chinese app that came out like six months ago that got recalled or, or they backpedaled way because you know people were freaking out like whoa privacy issues everyone's second guessing all the pictures they put on on social media and whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. let's not forget the aging photos go right to town on that yeah send your shit to russia yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that was the rumor right oh. i never did it no i no. didn't either i didn't i well like i didn't do it on my phone i didn't want to see it i was like fuck one of like one of my co-workers had it on her phone and she went around and did it and i was like i don't have to download it but i'll see oh so yeah. you did i, I look i look like my dad it's scary. That's cool, though. No. Probably because <laughs> your dad did the app and they superimposed his photo on you. See, you look like your dad. <laughs> I was curious, but then I was like, man, when I am that age, I'm going to have to look at that shit in the mirror every day. Like, why don't I just wait yeah, like, all in due time, you know? Yeah. And I, I freak out about death and aging a lot. 
Like, I have OCD, so I obsess about a lot of things, mm. whether it's Kevin Smith or whatever the, the flavor of the month is, but usually they're productive, but uh, death and, and aging is something that really, I don't know, always seems to fixate me. And not in, like, a morbid way, but, like, just, you know, I guess the wondering what the fuck we're doing here on the planet kind of shit, you know? <laughs> I don't know. The bigger yeah, question. The bigger question. The, the, who are you? Yeah, exactly. That's how we opened this. Well, having kids makes you think of that shit too, right? Like it instantly forces you to be like, oh, I'm, I'm like a grown up now. Fuck. Well, and it's like when they hand, it to, hand the baby to you in the hospital, like, yeah, you can go home now. You're like, I can just take this? <laughs> what? Are you not right like going to come with me and show me what to do? Yeah. You check the seat. That's it's, good. Yeah, Is it's there more coming? The beginning, for sure. Yeah, super. But it's also like invigorating, and it's also like I feel like when I had my kids, it was you. You just somehow step up to the fucking plate. You know what I mean? It's just this natural primal thing where you're like, oh, I need to be a dad now, and you, you're not gonna fix everything in your life. But when it comes to like being afraid of like holding your kid, you're just not. You're like, no, no. Oh I'm fuck no! Someone's got to. It's me. I'm gonna take care of this beautiful little thing. You know? She's crying right now. You might be able to hear that in the background. How's that? How's sleep treating you right now? I'm. I just went back to work yesterday. Like six weeks ago. Yeah, I took like six weeks, and I am like I'm wiped. Like I, in my head, I'm like I'm like we have to wrap this up soon because this is past my bedtime. <laughs> That's cool, man. I got a lot of friends that are in that situation. I don't really do the nine to five that often. Um, like I'm I'm kind of a primarily a stay at home dad actually because my fiance nice. is a nurse in the ICU and she makes good coin and we're a 21st century couple. Yeah, um, boy. But she's also got a wicked schedule where she'll work like four 12 hour shifts and then get five days off. So when she takes her five days off, I do my hospital job, which is also decent coin, oh, nice. um, but we never have to pay for daycare. And my low, my low annual income helps us tax season comes around. Yeah, shit, so yeah. it's nice. a pretty good setup. Yeah. And it gives me the flexibility for stuff like comedy. Well, I would say, yeah, you do some acting stuff too, right? Only recently. Like I always feel like anytime I start doing something new creatively, I always feel like a poser. If I start saying like, yo, I'm an actor or like, but uh, I guess I have to. Like, yeah, I was in a movie that's gonna come out on on Up TV. It's like a fucking Hallmark made for uh, nice Christmas time. You know, Bird was on one of those. We've, yeah, we've all that was cool. That's a good experience. I made like seven hundred yeah. bucks in two days like, just to be the go. guy in the band playing guitar right behind the two leads of the movie in several scenes. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it was a better work day than a lot of other jobs I had. You know. And, yeah. It's, you feel cool when you're doing it. Man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm pretending to be in this rock band, and and well, you're also a musician too, right? Uh, yeah, I, I was actually a musician, I guess, before anything. I, I don't really do, like, professionally. I, I heard your song on a radio. I heard you on Live 88. Did you actually hear I it did. on the radio? I did. I, oh. was, I was I was still with my ex-wife because I was driving to train yards to pick her up from You just work. randomly heard it? And Well, I always listen to Live 88.5, and <laughs> they came on as their, like, indie spotlight. Which one? Was this like, uh, did they mention that show that I was doing at the time or no? Because it played a... It was the Indie Spotlight. Like it was like, a, just a, here's our Indie Spotlight featuring local artist Oliver George. So that was probably the first time. Because they replayed it for me when I was going to open for Ed the Sock. I told um, them because I was trying to see if I could go and talk about it. Because like, I don't know, I'm not that guy who's afraid to send emails. It's worked out yeah. for me like all the time. And he was like, oh, we'll spin your track again and mention it. So anyways, oh, I'm nice. not sure. I didn't, was, I didn't hear that It must have been the first time. And that's crazy that you just randomly heard. Yeah. Huh? Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but again, I still don't really call myself a musician because that was like a fluke. That was just, I wrote a song and I, I just got the right people together. In three weeks, I wrote it and then had it on the radio, which is kind of crazy. It's not bad. Yeah. And I mean, like a legitimate radio station too, like not college. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I still only have a couple thousand views on YouTube after like three years. So it's like, it was very discouraging in a lot of ways too, actually. It was kind of weird because, you know, you think like, 
things are falling into place and then you realize like oh my god there's so much content out there like yeah we also have to be able to follow it up right well that yeah that's true and i was always jumping around from like doing comedy and then i do music for a bit and then i try acting uh, and then like I don't know. I, I guess I honestly was just afraid to commit, and I'm trying to do that now with comedy more. I'm trying to do like at least two shows a month or once a week or whatever I can manage, you know. Okay. But the podcast is my main fucking. That's my baby. So, now. so what's your podcast like? Let's, um, let's yeah. Have, so this it, is gonna come out in about two weeks. Cool. So it might actually be up by then. I feel like I've been fucking stringing people along, but as you guys know, it's kind of hard to get up and running. It's it's yeah. a lot to learn. Um, but yeah, my podcast started the idea was because i entered this uh contest i guess you could call it my dad told me last october uh this cannabis company in toronto was doing a search where they were going to find five cannabis connoisseurs from across the country and they were going to pay them a grand a month to sample strains and write reviews and and whatever you could offer kind of thing so i just threw my my hat in the ring kind of on a lark because i figured why the fuck not you know Mm -hmm. and uh i just kept making it through and then like last february i got um told that I was in like the top 25, I beat out like 25,000 people. Wow. Yeah. So then it all became like, it was weird. I entered in not giving a fuck. And then all of a sudden I I cared so much because it was so like, I could taste it. And then I didn't make the cut. They only picked eight out of the 25 in the end. But regardless, that was what uh, had me wanting to start a podcast. And it was originally going to be this like, let's smoke weed. And the weed was going to be really centric. Um, So in a way it was kind of a blessing that I didn't get the gig because I still wanted to do the podcast, but then so you can still do that exact same podcast. Oh yeah. I vape every episode, but like 99% of what podcasts are these days is people just sitting around passing a joint. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I don't feel like I have to, you know, represent like a company or like, you know, I, I would have probably had to worry more about what I said as opposed to now it's just like my fucking show. I can do whatever I want. And, um, so what's the show called? It's called Just Chill, which was the name of that song you heard. And that was kind of a throwback. I was like, why not have like my song be the little intro song at the beginning and then just chill is what I want to do with my guests. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's a pretty open concept, just hanging out, talking about whatever. And, and vaping. Well, they don't have to. <laughs> when me and Chris smoked a joint. I'm not against smoking down there too, yeah. but. No, it's good. It's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent uh, geek. Uh, so yeah, you've interviewed a few of like Ottawa's coolest comics. Yeah, it's all been comedians stuff. so far. I'm I'm planning on branching out a bit. Um, right now, you're just kind of doing what you know, which is the people that are around you, which are comedians. And people who come to town too, like Mike Rita said he'd come on in a couple of weeks when he's here. So I've talked, I've hung out with him a couple of times here and there after shows and stuff. So um, not shows I was on, but okay. you know, again, I'm not afraid to just go up to people and go, "Hey, man, can I smoke you on a joint?" <laughs> if you're just nice to people, generally, yeah, or, it works out. Does. You know? So you're going to have Just Chill coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the first episode is with Kyle Brownrigg, who's a super awesome dude from Ottawa. He's now in Toronto and uh, talking about being an openly gay man in a Canadian comedy scene and very eye-opening for someone who's not that. And then the second episode that followed was your show's Chris Kingsbury, who uh, talked about addiction issues in the past. Yeah, and uh, today is actually the 10th year marker as we record this. Yeah, congratulations. Holy fuck, man. 10 years off a crystal mess. You guys must have talked extensively about that. It's a 90-minute minisode, so we're (laughs) we're releasing it as a special bonus episode. Oh, okay. So it's dropping Sunday, uh, so it'll have already been dropped. This will be like a week later, so they'll be like, oh, we already know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. We listen to it. Or they're listening to this and be like, I should go back and listen to that. 
Please go back and listen to it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, do that the whole shit. story. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting story, and there's definitely like a trigger warning for people. Yeah, for anybody. Who's I'll, yeah, currently I'll, it, but, I'll do a trigger uh, warning. Then, then, at the and then when Oliver drops his second episode, you can have the other follow up. Yeah, I'll be pimping that out when it comes out because yeah. I've been really happy with all three episodes. I mean, obviously, I'm trying to learn it as I go, um, but. Everyone's just been really interesting and eye-opening in different ways, and and God, I, I'm going to try to get non-comics because I think there's even more I could learn. From. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like you're yeah. you're really pigeonholing yourself at the only people you speak to. It feels like that, but not really because we haven't talked about comedy that much during those first three podcasts. Yeah, no, it was mostly just life and stuff, like you're saying. Yeah, like your journey, and if that obviously leads to comedy, but we didn't focus on that too too much. Um, and also, comics are good guests because you know it's going to be at least like entertaining banter, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, something to say. Sometimes. Maybe a couple of chuckles. I'm trying to get um, my fiance's cousin's wife. She worked. I know that sounds like a crazy stretch, but I see her at like holiday uh, meals and stuff, yeah. like every Thanksgiving or Easter. We always bump into each other, and she's uh, a big part of the. I think it's called the MAID program. I don't know what the acronym is, but it's like for assisted death in hospitals. Oh. She's like a counselor for that. Help families. Like a death like, doula. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a real I'm, thing. That's a real thing. Oh, okay, you yeah, didn't just make no, that moniker up. Okay, okay, I have a friend that's going through the training. Well, to I guess I don't know. Well, she's um, what do you call Walks it? Walks around with a Decker card. Hey, spades. Anyway, anyway, so that's the kind of shit I'm trying to branch out. <laughs> Buddy at work, one of his daughters is like uh, works for Public Works and Sustainable Energy yeah. and stuff. I want to get like really different topics going on. This is the thing for us with that. We want to get like Doctor Vice on. Yeah. Who's that? The vasectomy doctor. The vasectomy doctor. Most oh, yeah. in Ottawa, the guy who does like everybody's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if he will do my vasectomy while we record a podcast. And he did yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You talked about this. Yeah, to me, we, we yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I've got another year before I'm gonna do it. We just want. I'm so scared to do it. I don't know. Why and I'm then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and see. If, I'm gonna see if he will let us record a podcast while he does it. I know it's only like a 15 minute procedure, but um, we just record that bit. Yeah, we can just record that bit and throw it in. I'm definitely going to record Champ afterwards on the downers. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So we have, to, we have to wrap up, but something that I want from every guest before we wrap up is, like, every dad has a different experience. Uh, every dad has different advice. Every dad has different children. Mm. Uh, what is the biggest thing you've learned from being a dad, and what advice would you give to other dads out there? Just, like, unsolicited advice. What is the thing I've learned the most? Um, God, I think you just learn how much you're capable of loving. That's the first thing. I know that sounds like a bullshit answer, but like... I really did want to say lame. Yeah, I don't know, man. But my, it's weird, because my mom actually told me that. I remember that really touched me when my mom told me that. And my mom's alive. It's not like, my mom from beyond the grave or anything. Yeah. But um, I remember her telling me when she had my older brother, and then she was pregnant with me she was afraid that she wouldn't have enough love for both of us. And she told me how magical it felt when I came because all of a sudden her love just like multiplied. And it, there wasn't like, there was a surplus all of a sudden where she thought there might be, you know. Anyways, that's really sappy, oh, I oh guess. No, that's, that's, that's nice. That's um, nice. Yeah, I love my mom. Fucking, she's awesome. She's yeah. got good advice and shit. No. Um, Guys, call your mom. Yeah. Tell them you love her. And as far as tips with um, parenting, I just... Honestly, I don't know if everyone would agree, but I try to be really real with my kids. I mean, not scar them or anything. I try to do age appropriate, but um, I didn't want to go into this because I knew you had another episode. But swearing is not a thing for me. Uh, like you won't swear in front of your kids? No, I swear constantly and I don't mm -hmm. care. And, and because of that, my kids never swear. They know those are like dad's words and they're not... <laughs> 
I mean, you could because honestly, I think intent is so much more important. Yeah, I think you can yeah, hurt someone's yeah, feelings sure. way more by just saying something with a lot of like really toxicity in your soul behind it, you know, as opposed no, to um, that was you know. the big kind of hypothesis of our discussion with Rodney. Yeah. You know, you guys should listen to that episode too, Swearing with Rodney. Yeah, there you go. I gave you guys a shout out to another episode. Yeah, go back to that one. That one's good because that was where we talked about the difference between using a word in context uh, versus using it as like verbal harassment or abuse. Yeah, I would never uh, put like aggression behind my swearing because I know that that can easily be misconstrued as like really something really bad that you don't want to teach your children. Uh, I'm sure I swear a lot like road rage style, but I'm never like, you know, foaming at the mouth. I'm just more casually like ripping people up because there's so many bad drivers in the city and it blows okay. my mind every day. Um, yeah, I don't so know. So how, how, like, being real with your kids around swearing, like, what's the realest moment? Whether it's swearing. Or well, something. I'm not gonna say like cunt or some shit. Like <laughs> I, tr- I, I definitely don't say like sexual swear words. I'm just saying. Well, no, like, I'm, I'm saying like move away from that. Move okay, away okay, from okay. that. Like. Because you, you said that, that the tip you kind of had is, like, to be real with your kid. Mm. The only example you gave of that is swearing, oh, true, true. right? Like, um, from swearing. Like, give me an example of a time when you were real with your kid. And, like, that was, like, a, a teaching moment for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess just trying to tell them to be true to themselves as well. And and just standing up for people when, when the situation calls for it. I don't know. Honestly, just good morals is what I try to teach my kids. And... And and um, not to be just dicks to each other because you know kids are always just like fighting about stupid shit. That's yeah. that's the hardest part I find. And um, everything is life or death too in those fights. Right? Yeah. Like, and and my son, I, I've tried to make a big uh, example about communication properly because I find he can be a little bit more reclu- reclusive, which. I would never try to, you know, force my kids to be extroverts by any means, but there's a certain level of communication required to not be seen as being rude. And that's like, just like basic etiquette. So, and being aware of how you, how you're being perceived, yeah. but not getting obsessed with that either. You know, I don't know. Giving some vague, uh, yeah. That's good. Okay. Uh, we have to we have to wrap this For up. Sure, yeah. Oliver has been fantastic Thanks having you here. Check out his podcast, just chill. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Awesome. Ever wanted to be like Spider-Man, but can't seem to find a radioactive spider? Well, now you can find other radioactive animal in Chernobyl! Come down! There's radioactive bear, fox, rabbit. You come! You be a rabbit boy! It'd be awesome! Come to Chernobyl! No guess. Chernobyl. <laughs> I said no guess! Tired of getting turned down for van rentals because you're affiliated with the Proud Boys? Do you need a carpool to the new Joker movie? We get you. Next time you need to rent a white panel van, come down to Incel Price. We'll pick you up because women never will. We'll never say no to your money at Incel Price. Rent today and get entered to a draw to see Louis C.K. You're a sick fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Michael. Michael. Hit me with a beat. (laughs) Oh, damn it. Beat. You just put me on the spot. Oh, no. oh. Oh. Motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. <laughs> 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 Guys, it's time for our Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week, remember, is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. And in fact, uh, we're actually going to 
have Ronald McDonald be our dick of the week. That's right, a clown. A motherfucking clown is our dick of the week. Take okay, it. Okay. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we want to get salute to Ronald McDonald because uh, they, they run the uh, Ronald McDonald House uh, Children's Charity, uh, and they offer places to stay for families who are uh, not able to go home or leave the hospital very far for their sick kids in uh, children's hospitals. This is like big for for people that live in smaller towns or smaller communities, and maybe they have to make a trip into Toronto for sick kids or into Ottawa for Chio. You know, the, this is not just in Canada as well, but the states have Ronald McDonald's houses. Yeah. And these are charities that are funded through McDonald's. Usually they have like Ronald McDonald days and you can support the charity directly yourself. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of places that do respite and reprieve for parents. Rotary Club. People um, like that. But there's, the Ronald yeah. McDonald House is a great one. Cause we were just talking about who our dick of the week should be, and Chris was like, it should be all the dads sitting at Chio with their kids because no one wants to be in the hospital. Yeah. And that's true, but that's, you know, it's like the heroes are the people that come and allow you that respite. That's right. Right? The heroes that come and allow you to, to make yourself at home in a place that's not home. Cook yourself a meal. Cook yourself a, a meal, right? Have yeah. some community with people that are going through the same shit as you are, too. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, this is not an endorsement of McDonald's. Unless they're going to send us money. Fuck off, McDonald's. This is all about <laughs> Ronald. This is all about Ronald and his charity and his big, huge heart. So, Mr. McDonald, dicks out to you. Zip. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time we've done that salute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Won't be the last, though. Fucking clown. Probably the last. Probably uh, the last. What did we learn this week, Chris? What did uh, you learn? I learned, uh, learned resolve. Uh, with my kids uh, I've been uh, picking up a bunch of uh, just dad days uh, more or so than often than not because uh, it's harvest time and Amanda's really busy in the garden so she needs her days to just be able to deal with gardening so I've been in full dad mode and uh, Erica God love her <laughs> she's been uh, very attached to her phone and very standoff and argumentative when you take that away or tell her to do something and then three minutes later, after she's doing the thing you asked to, she's totally fine. So just stay the course, really. Wait, wait, wait. your daughter has a phone? Yeah, my daughter has, well, it's, it's, a, it's a shutdown phone. It's mostly just a, like an iPad now. There's no activeness to it. And she gets it between the hours of like four and six. So does she like play games and stuff? Is that she really tries to it? play, yeah, Panda Pop. She watches a bit of Netflix. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. that's the extent of their screen time. Okay, so so resolve is like sticking to your guns. Once she freaks out because you're taking it away. You know, one of one of the first what did we learn? It was the uh, remember your promises to your kids because yep. the kids are gonna fucking remember them. Yeah. So this kind of stands behind that with resolve, eh? Yeah, that's the reinforcement of that for sure. I just noticed that you have very beautiful eyes, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. They're the windows of my soul. Yes. Please take your hand off my lap. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself? What did you learn about, Chan? I learned that there's a thing called male postpartum depression. What? Yeah. Did you know that 5 to 25% of dads actually suffer from a form of male postpartum depression? And a lot of it has to do with them going back to work. A lot oh. of it has to do with the attachment and bonding, which we talked a little bit about in the last episode. We did. And yeah. the Minnesota, sorry. The, Minnesota, the last yeah. Minnesota. Um, and, and a big... A big push to it is where the dad feels that they are not attaching to the child and that the child actually kind of 
resents them. And part of them is just the, the child is going through its own attachment and bonding. Yeah. Uh, and it actually has led to serious cases of, um, you know, depression in, in dads. Uh, you know, it usually ends up working itself. Like the symptoms end up being like more, uh, like becoming more reclusive as a, as a father, not necessarily showing the affection to your child. Like not like when I come home from work, I try to go over and like grab Maddie and like, you know, daddy's home. And before I leave, I try to like, you know, make sure that there's some physical, like, Hey, daddy's here. Yeah, daddy's yeah. leaving. Um, but when this strikes, it ends up taking away your desire from wanting to do that. It takes away from your desire from even wanting to connect with your spouse or your partner. Good. So you typically end up kind of isolating yourself. You end up becoming more temperamental, maybe at the workplace or with other people, irritated a little bit more often. Some of that could be sleep deprivation, that, yeah, right? A sure. lot of this could be sleep deprivation. But, you know, what I've realized is that, like, I don't handle sleep, sleep deprivation as well as Kate does. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, if I haven't slept well, I am, I'm not an asshole, but I'm miserable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And versus if she hasn't slept well, she's just tired. Right. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, fuck. So, um, <laughs> I can, I can see, I can see how it could very easily, like, creep in. I've just gone back to work. Like, I've been back to work for about two weeks, right? Right. And, you know, I can feel like a little bit of that pulling away. You you showed up when I got home from work today, and you could see that she was very very fussy. Um, yeah. You know, and she, you know, it took about forty five minutes for us to get her calmed down. Uh, us, because Chris and I are obviously co parenting. Yes. <laughs> I told him just stop burping her so hard, and she's like, "Oh my god." But anyways, it's just. It's one of those things where I can see how it could very easily happen. If I think I know of an instance right now uh, in my near family that that's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's a, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. So I learned that that's a thing, and I learned that, like, you know, men aren't talking about it. Because men don't know it exists. Men just think that they're being irritable or that they're undersleeping. Yeah. But in reality, they're they're suffering a disconnect in the attachment process to their baby. And it's hard to kind of feel... That connection, like, this baby is a, is my, well, we know that the baby's, I know the baby's, but, yeah, like, but you know what I mean, like, you, that, I don't feel it that involved connection. in this process, it's, so, yeah, yeah. so that's what I learned, and I know it's kind of like a downer to end our episode on. Well, oh, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a valuable thing we should uh, make yeah. aware of. If you're a dad and you're experiencing that, um, you know, we've already mentioned Pleo before on this, the Parents' Lifeline of Eastern Ontario. Yep. Pleo.on.ca. Uh, there's the Distress Center. Give them a call. Visit your local community health center. Send us an email. Send, talk and send us an email talk, because, talk to us. like, you know, I can give you connections to wherever you are because I do have ins in, like, the mental health field. So don't drink it off. Reach out and talk to somebody, man. You know, have a beer with us, but like yeah. you know, have a beer with us. Yeah, don't have the case. Um, because that's less beer for me. Yeah. <laughs> if someone wants to reach out, Chris, where can they find us? Uh, on Facebook at We Got Daddy Issues. Daddy Issues with Champ in Kingsbury. Uh, on our internet. Uh, on our internet. On our internet. Uh, we our email is at uh, We Got Daddy Issues at Gmail dot com. Yeah, We Got Daddy Issues at Gmail dot com. Uh, Insta. It's always throws me. No, no Twitter, always, Twitter throws always throws me. me. Uh, Daddy issues with Champion Kingsbury on. on no, no. Insta is at We Got Daddy Issues, and Twitter is at We Got Dad Issues. That's right, because it's because the character, character, yeah, character. Look, 
just type in Daddy Issues Champ Kingsbury, you'll find us. Um, or go find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we're there. Um, like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell dads that you know. Yeah. We need your love, because we love you. Yep. <laughs> Daddy Issues was created by Matthew Champ and Chris Kingsbury. Next, we edit. <laughs> promotional considerations by beer companies that won't give us beer yes special thank you to Jacob Pollock for the awesome music Freddie J and, and Heather and Hurst our good old friends uh, Uncle Freddie and Stripper Mom yeah. and uh, yeah shout out to all you motherfuckers literally Bye.